Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fourth quarter, last game, the Warriors did that to let, them. Let me just say this to you, and I'm going to be as clear as I can. That's what Draymond Green was doing. During the 80s, he got knocked the f*** out. That's our guy, Cedric Maxwell, jumping in, talking about what would have happened to Draymond Green. If he played back in the day and joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, Cedric Maxwell's teammate, Hall of Famer, four-time NBA champion, Robert Parrish, the Chief. Chief, you just heard your former teammate, Cedric Maxwell, saying that Draymond would have got knocked out. Would he have gotten the Bill Lambeer treatment from you? Oh, no question. <laughs> for, for, for two reasons. Draymond is an arbitrary and he's an instigator. That's right. That, that, for those two reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, he goes out of his way to provoke people. That's why he got punched. <laughs> because he's an antagonist. Now, when you were watching that game, you know, you take us back to 1987, uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, uh, you know, obviously, you probably wouldn't best to probably keep your composure, right? But in a little way, did it feel pretty good, especially the fact that the, nobody did anything about it? Only bad thing about it was that I I let my teammates down because I got suspended. Mm-hmm. That's my only regret about the hostility between Mr. Lambeer and myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask you, uh, watching game two, do you think the Celtics got, from what you saw, did they get rattled by Draymond Green's physicality and just the physicality of the team overall? No, not at all. They, they, uh, both, both sides know that uh, Draymond is a contrarian. Like I said, he's a troublemaker in my opinion. And not to mention, he is a fingernail away from letting his team mates down because he, in my opinion, he shows up the officials, and you cannot do that because they had to warn him. And he's he starting trouble with, with different Celtics. We're trying to start trouble with different Celtics players, trying to get them to do something out of character, trying to provoke them to do something that's going to be detrimental to their team. You know, he he kind of reminds me of Dennis Rodman a little bit by, by how he provokes, you know, keep poking the dog, poking the dog, poking the dog. Because sooner or later, the dog is going to bite you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you mentioned that poking it with that stick, right? <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, that you thought that he showed up the officials. I don't know if you caught the comments that he made after the game about having differential treatment from the officials. Do you expect him to be officiated differently uh, at least these next two games at the Garden? I give the officials credit for their patience and leniency with Draymond because I like the fact that they're trying to let the players decide the outcome of the game and the series. But Draymond is testing their patience, and I say that because of his comments out of the game. Like he's defiant. Like he's daring the official to throw his ass. Excuse me. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we do it all the time. So we're talking to uh, Celtics great Hall of Famer Robert Parrish. And, Robert, you, you, you made a comment about Brown and Tatum a while back when I think a lot of Celtics fans agreed with you. It's what they were seeing, that they didn't have the ability to make their teammates better. And, and that was as early as four months ago throughout this season. But what are you seeing when you see these two guys? What are you seeing that's different about them? Because it seems like it's kind of clicking a little bit for both of them. What they have managed to figure out, and I'm very proud to say this, is that they realize in order for them to be successful, in order for them to hopefully win the championship, they got to do it collectively. As great as Tatum and Brown is individually, they're not going to beat the Warriors playing one-on-one basketball. The Warriors are too good for that. The only way they're going to prevail in this series, they got to do it as a team collectively. And that's something that they figured out early on in the season. And that's one of the main reasons why they went on that on that run. And they was one of the top two or one to three teams, top teams in the league for that reason. They figured it out. And they both became facilitators. So after a loss like that on the road, is it pretty much a, you know, a predictable, you know, uh, opinion that they're going to rebound and play much better in Game 3. I feel like that's just the way the series has been going and the playoffs have been going overall. Do you feel like it's the same way? That's the way all series goes. It ebbs and flows. The momentum shifts from one team to the other. That's why I have said from the start, this is a pick em game, in, in my opinion. Either side could win. I would not be surprised if the Warriors won or the Celtics won. It could go either way because they're both, in my opinion, pretty much even even in the coaching department. Talent and depth, they're pretty much even. So it's just going to come down to who can play the best basketball consistently. That's who's going to win this series. Celtics with two games at home now. Uh, they've been better on the road in these playoffs than they have on the parquet. Uh, what is so different, do you think, for them playing on the road? Is it a mental focus thing? Is it, you know, why, why can they not defend the parquet as they should? Well, first of all, they're young. They're still trying to figure it out on the fly. And as I said before, the game, the games in the series ebbs and flows out of momentum constantly shift. Right now, the momentum is in the Warriors' favor because they won game two. But, like I said, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics bounce back and, and win this game, but it can go either way. And besides, there's only two games, so I don't think it's really uh, anybody should be too alarmed or upset about and And, and also... It doesn't mean a thing because you're at home. That don't mean you're going to win 
the Celtics get themselves into trouble because they turn the ball over way too much and they give the Warriors too many scoring opportunities. That's how they get yeah. themselves into trouble. Yeah. We're the talking, turnovers kills them. Oh, they've been killing them. They haven't learned their lesson yet either, it looks like. So hopefully they figure that out. We're talking to Robert Parrish. Robert, I want to go to another former teammate of yours. Larry Bird uh, was surprised when he said he used – he was kind of tired of like the old NBA players saying that their era was best because he thinks this generation of players – are the best. Do you agree with him? Yes, I do. Uh, with all due respect to when we were bowling, I have to say, throw out that zone defense, which I think it does not have a place on the NBA level. Mm-hmm. I think the zone defense is for college and high school and the Pee Wee League. <laughs> you know, man up. Guard your man one-on-one. Mono e mono is always been my philosophy. And I know I sound like one of them old school type players. Mm-hmm. And I embrace that. Yes, I do sound like one of them. <laughs> but that being said, I like the new NBA, the new look, because they have legislated some of the physicality out of the game. So the game is more entertaining because there's less fouls and and less coaching. The coaching is not, is not micromanaging the game calling the play every time down. They just let uh, teams play, let their players play now, and I, and I like the new look. So, okay, so we do, we spent a lot of time during the whole the entire playoff series about talking about refs and refs' impact on the game. And we talk about this, uh, you know, selective enforcement of rules, like some players getting, you know, preferential treatment. A couple things. Are One, you surprised? No, no, I'm not at all. <laughs> but Are you I, surprised? But was, <laughs> you know stars get... Preferential treatment? Come on. Yeah, but what about what about the opposite? Like what is there been was there a ref for you that was always picking on you, that was always trying to give you a hard time and didn't give you preferential treatment because you had earned it also? Well, because I was a star, I got preferential treatment. <laughs> that, was that a rhetorical question? No, but did they, <laughs> did they ever was there a ref that ever that you just hated? That you hated when you saw him calling your games? Uh, what is his name? I can't think of the ref name. He's the one that threw out Tim Duncan for no reason. Joey Crawford. Uh, Joey yeah. Crawford. Yeah. Oh, I want to sprinkle him. <laughs> Ooh. Every time I saw him, it put me in the mood. I'm not going to even lie about it. <laughs> Changed my whole disposition when I saw Mr. Crawford. Other than um, other than those tech, the technical, then you know the dispute over the the technical that maybe should have been between Jalen and Draymond in that second quarter. What did you think of the way that that Zach Zarba's crew officiated that game, and particularly in that first half, the way Draymond was kind of playing his very physical game, but then also some of the calls like, uh, you know, Jalen Brown on Gary Payton Jr. or Gary Payton the second and some of these kind of, I would say, on the fence calls at best. Well, I, as I said before, um, we were talking about Draymond. I give those officials in game two a lot of credit because I would have thrown Draymond ass out of the game myself. Mm-hmm. He deserved to be thrown out. But I like the restraint because, as I said earlier, let the players decide the outcome of the game and the series. So I like the fact that they swallowed the whistle because they could have called the game a lot closer than they called it because there were some fouls that they let go 
And I don't think they should let go. So heads up, and I applaud the officiating overall. <laughs> All right, we're talking to Robert Parrish. Robert, I don't know if you – well, uh, here in Boston, uh, Christian and I, we used to do a show, and our former host who just retired to Scottsdale was one Glenn Ordway. And I know you might remember uh, that man. So, the round mound. What, what do you remember? What do you? What is it that you remember of our old friend Glenn Ordway, who's now retired? A trash talker. <laughs> I about him. Always talking trash with his short ass. Excuse me, his short behind. No question. He he, the type of person. With all due respect, you want to pimp slap him because he always got something smart to say. That's him. That's you got him. him right. That's the guy we remember. And by the way, the other guy that I'm sitting here with, Christian, I, I didn't want to say this, but oh, geez. he's from L.A., and mm. he's a big Laker fan. So I I'm, I probably should have oh, told you that. you got a faker in the house, do you? <laughs> One of L.A. fakers. How about that? <laughs> Guilty. Yeah. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I grew up hating the Celtics. But I always liked oh. you. I always liked you. <laughs> oh, don't walk it back. Don't walk it back now. <laughs> uh, listen, Chief, Robert Parrish, we really appreciate it, man. Enjoy talking to you. Excellent. And uh, thanks a lot. And hopefully we can talk to you down the road. Enjoy the rest of the series. Thank you, and continue success to all of you. Thanks. All right. Thank you thank very you, much. Robert. There he is, Robert Parrish. See, now you're a Celtics fan. I, you like I, him, I huh? think I just fell in love. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.